a few months since I've put out a episode for a few reasons. I've been a little bit busy uh, focusing more on art and writing than podcasting. But one of the reasons I've been doing that is because it's been a challenging time. Um, for everyone. And I've been struggling with the podcast because I don't quite understand where to go with it, which isn't really, I, I'm, I, in a way, I feel like I'm actually thinking about it too much, which, I mean, wouldn't be too far outside of my <laughs> brain to overthink, but I don't know. The world is different now, and you could blame the pandemic, or you could blame astrology, or you can blame Donald Trump, but I just know that the world is different now. And if we're all living in a world that's different, then it would mean that all of us have to change. And I think that we have been going through that change. I mean, I think I have, and... I'm thinking about Pearl Jam and my history teacher from high school, and he used to put that quote on the board from elderly woman behind the counter of a small, in a small town. I change by not changing at all. Okay, I'm not gonna sing for you. You can look up this song, but it says I changed by not changing at all. <clears throat> I think all I think we're all doing different kinds of things. I think some of us are changing and some of us are not changing. But the world is changing, so our place in it is changing. I felt that deeply. I don't know how you could live in 2020 and not feel that way. So my podcast has been about mental health and for me, I've been struggling because I was thinking, like, how am I going to talk to people about mental health now? Like, people don't even have time to sit down anymore. They're doing Zoom calls for their daughter, and they're making sure, like, that their mom's prescriptions can be picked up because the mo- our, your mom can't leave for COVID, and just everything's different now. So I also wanted to find ways to be more inclusive to um, people of color and... Obviously, that is a huge theme. So, (laughs) then there's the bigger problem. Well, no, I should not say bigger problem. But the other problem of... I felt and still kind of feel like I lost my voice a little bit. Not because of anybody else. I just mean that it has left me. Because I'm changing, and so for me to speak about things now, it just doesn't, I don't feel as confident in the things that I'm saying. Not that anything I've said is wrong, I just see things differently.
I used to cope in certain ways, I think, and I don't know that those coping mechanisms are available for me anymore. Other coping mechanisms are available, but the world changes. And so, I guess as a person who lives with PTSD, 2020 is a triggering place. It's as simple as the fireworks that are now legal because of some bullshit that was passed in whatever. That keeps you up all night and makes you feel like you're... And I... You know what? People make fun of me for talking about past lives. But let me tell you, we are all fucking afraid of those bomb-like sounds. So, I'm sorry, but I think I was in a war in my last life. I'm just gonna put that out there. And if you don't want to listen, then you can just listen to a different podcast that's not about past lives and about this one. Because look around, this life is so great. Alright, alright. Anyway, for a long time, it was easy for me to ignore my PTSD, and when I say that, see, this is what I mean, so please bear with me, because I do feel like these thoughts that have flowed so easily before aren't flowing as easily because I feel very vulnerable. But I think it's important for us to share in these times. So Um, my PTSD has always been, uh, for me, a little bit, I won't say easy to manage. Uh, The people close to me really know it's there. I can't really pinpoint a certain thing in my life at this point that would have caused the PTSD, and that's when um, experts are looking into something called complex PTSD, which, if you're into psychology, it's not in the DSM, or it wasn't at least last time I checked, which probably would have been about a year ago, so I don't think they came out with a new one. Anyway, whatever. Uh, So some people argue about the uh, if complex PTSD is real, I guess, because it's not in the DSM, but I will tell you that I believe it to be very real, Um, and I think that it's, my PTSD is very psychological, and it has to do with certain dynamics and certain uh, ways that I've learned to cope with the threat of people um, in my life, and as a child and as a young adult, I've gone through some traumatic stuff. And um, <clears throat> I've learned recently, too, that another thing that experts are looking into, and I just, my therapist told me this and I cried happy tears, which is something I don't do a lot when my therapist explains things to me. <laughs> you can imagine why. But she explained because what happens with PTSD is that you're triggered. And when you get triggered, something takes over in you. And it's a different thing. It's a different animal. 
I've only learned to manage it through inner work and I am prepared to well I'm preparing to release an episode on that inner work but it's going to take a lot of research and a lot of referring to books and studious things that I can certainly handle but I don't really feel like doing right now but when this part of you takes over that's been triggered it's almost like being under the influence of a drug your actions may not be as controlled anymore they may be a little bit your mindset might be a little bit diluted by things that may not be real threats that may not be real but in your body physiologically your adrenaline everything it feels very real so I know a lot of us know PTSD in regards to soldiers and war, and I think we can do a good, I think we all kind of have in our minds what happens when a soldier comes back from war, and then he, you know, you get that typical, he hears a sound, and he's back in war, and it's a flashback, and he's fighting with his family and everything. Well, take that and apply it to everyday situations, because that is what I think I not I know I am going through, but I know a lot of other people are going through too. Uh, I read an article that it's like the United States of PTSD, and I fully believe that. To be honest, it's hard for me to talk about because I'm still working through a lot of it, and there's a lot of anger there. I've had a lot of experiences that were very shitty as far as sexual assault goes. I can't really even turn on Netflix right now because that stupid Epstein documentary is flashing in my face. And it's not because I don't think that that's an important thing to be out there. I do. I just can't handle all of the triggers of 2020. Uh, It needs to happen, though. It all needs to happen. I've dealt with issues when I moved to Wisconsin and I lived in Milwaukee and I was in the inner city and I experienced some of the violence that happens there and the racism that happens there. That was extremely triggering for me and I was just an outside person watching it. And now that is on my computer screen on Facebook. So I thought, let me, let me do what I can to make the world better. What do I do to make the world better? I don't know this time, you know? I don't know what to say to somebody. My cousin, who I consider my nephew, is He's black. (laughs) And that's not even the thing, though. It doesn't even have to be that way. It doesn't have to be in relation. It shouldn't be like, hey, I have a relative, so now you got to be good to these people. No. I don't know what we're doing. 
or what we were ever doing. None of us do. And that is what 2020 is about. So I was getting triggered by social media. I was getting triggered by the fireworks and uh, family dynamics and past sexual trauma coming up at the worst times. And I do want to say one thing that I've come to, uh, that I've come to really, that's been important in my healing as far as sexual trauma, and it's this. The fucking yes or no, yes, no. Did you say yes? Did you say no? Blah, 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 blah. Listen, we could all ask ourselves that all fucking day. Do you think a girl that's traumatized is going to remember every single situation that happens, every single word that's said? Do you think she is? And even if there was no words ever said, even if a woman walks into a situation with a man where she thinks that she's ready for it, but then she realizes she's not, and then he turns sinister, she can feel the sinisterness. There's, there's a, there's, with rape, shut up about all of the fucking prerequisite that the court system has set up to make females think that they need to question their actions and their mindset and their sanity when they've already been through a traumatizing thing and just understand that the thing was traumatizing. So it's, if it's fucking with their life, then it was wrong. And so that's what I meant when I said that I have a lot of anger. You see? Yeah. So, uh, for a while, I just ignored everything, and I deleted social media, and I didn't leave my house, and I wouldn't say I was ignoring anything, because I think I was exploring my own kind of spiritual themes, which at this point is my saving grace. Um, but I have been getting so upset. Like, why is the world triggering me? Because I feel like it's very tough right now. I mean, when I do go on social media, it's watching the brutality of our police force, which is quite frankly terrifying. Um, it is uh, seeing racism, disgusting, brutal, torturous racism at the hands of somebody else. It's COVID and being afraid of where the invisible enemy is lurking and what relative it's trying to take and was it us that carried it to them? A nine-year-old told me the other day, I said, how are you feeling about everything? Not talking about anything in general. That was my opening line. How are you feeling about everything? Well, to be honest, I'm kind of upset. I... I ha- I'm going to have to go back to school. And we have to wear these masks. And I, I, I'm upset about it, Monica. I was not... We, we had not been talking about COVID <laughs> at all. 
these kids going to go through? <clears throat> I feel like holding Caulfield. I want to be the catcher in the ride, too. But... Then... I realized... It's not about why the world is triggering me. Or if all these triggers keep coming up, what's going on, why, why can't I get this way, why, blah, blah, blah. I have a tattoo on my back, it says there is no why. It's a nod to Kurt Vonnegut, but it's also a nod to this conversation. Because the world is triggering me. It's not. I mean, it's triggering everyone, but it's not out to get me. But in my understanding of it, because what am I going to do? Hide from my triggers for the rest of my life? And I don't think I realized how much I was doing that because I have been going to therapy and I have been doing this and I have been doing that and I've been able to have this podcast and tell you guys all the things, the fancy things I've learned and talk to other people. And But then I, I, I just realized, I guess, this year that once COVID happened and I wasn't able to see all of the family members that I usually saw and the dynamics changed and friendships changed and I started to view the world differently and that made me go inward towards myself and not really be as social as I normally would and as outgoing because I needed to figure my own things out. And I realized in those moments I felt alone and it's not necessarily that other people didn't want to help me. It's just I knew that other people weren't as triggered by things as I was and I was tired of explaining to people why I get triggered, how it happens, blah, 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 on top of trying to deal with the trigger itself. So after many attempts of doing it the way I used to and, you know, looking towards things like going out and having a few drinks, like when that became appropriate in this whole COVID thing, which I don't know if it is appropriate, but eh. small businesses, I don't know. Debate for another day. I want everyone to be happy and I want everyone to have food and that's all I care about. But the... um. I felt like one day I woke up and I was like, shit, what did I do in the past when I was triggered and I was having mental health issues and I felt like I was struggling? How did I get myself out of it? I would spend more time with friends. I would go on a little bit of a trip. I would spend time with family and and those things weren't really readily available anymore. So 
uh, gig is up. And I realize that there's a child living within me <laughs> that hasn't quite grown up. And that nobody is going to be able to save me from my triggers except myself. So, if you're living with PTSD, whether complex or regular, it's not easy. Oh, I don't think I ever told you about what the, oh my God, yeah, so there's this thing I did just learn, for those of you that do have PTSD, that's really, really interesting, and and the thing that messed with me is this cycle of trauma, and so I was traumatized by certain things, and then I would seek out these experiences that would help me feel something, or make me escape from what I was experiencing in my head, and those things would often lead to more traumatizing situations, more toxic people and then the cycle would just continue to like I don't know what the initial trauma was and where it ended and whose fault it was because I was in this let me escape everything let me figure things out so uh, I think I was trying to bring this up before a lot of people understand with PTSD that there's a, a fight or a flight so when something happens when a trigger goes off you either fight it uh by like getting defensive or uh you know like freaking out or you hightail it out of their flight I'm done um I've done all of those things but my therapist told me that there's a third thing and it's called fawning I guess some people call it collapse I haven't done my own research but I am so thrilled that there are people out there that even care enough to look into this stuff because I feel like I've been heard for the first time in my life or understood. <clears throat> so the third option would be just to go along with whatever's happening in front of you when you're triggered because you think it would be easier. I'll give you an example. People who have sexual trauma maybe in a situation where they feel threatened by another person sexually, whether it's real or not, and instead of saying, hey, no, I don't feel comfortable with this, then they go along with it because it's easier just to keep that person happy than to say no and risk what happened in the past to happen again. Oh, well, I've done that. And then it's led to more trauma. And then I hated myself because I didn't even fight it. Fight or flight. I didn't hightail it. I didn't fight anyone. I just went along with the stupid thing that was freaking me out from the stupid thing that happened a long time ago that freaked me out. Whew. Child. Your brain is a crazy fucking place. But it was only through the constant stream of 
steady triggers of 2020 and before that I would have ever realized this because I kept running and doing things, reaching for relationships and going to my family and trying to get support in any way I can and nobody was able to help me because the person that needed to help me was me because you can only rely on yourself. That's the only constant that you have is yourself. That's it. Until you die. Everything else comes and goes. Everything. You have yourself. So are you going to make the time with yourself enjoyable? Or are you going to spend it in the corner of the room crying because your mind perceived a recent situation to be similar to that of a distant traumatic situation? Or are you going to realize that your triggers are your triggers alone to conquer? You can. It takes time. It's not pretty. Things might have to take a back burner for a while so you can figure out your emotions and other people don't really understand that a lot. It's okay. Because I think that's what we need to do with PTSD at this point. There's another way. It's not ignoring it. This goes for individuals, but it goes beyond to the collective because we all have trauma that we're working through. All of us. And in our personal lives, but we're culturally going through an episode of PTSD. Look at I don't really want to go into it because I'm not prepared to talk about it. I'm not even really prepared to talk about all the things I just talked about, but I think it's okay. But yeah, I think that um, I think it's time that maybe we look at some of these ugly, ugly things that have happened to us. And start to process them in a way that's more empowering and less damaging to ourselves and to others. I'm going to try to be consistent again about the podcasts. I hope you have a beautiful week. P.S. Music in the beginning and the end of each episode is by Joe Burke. Check out his music. Uh, You can check him out on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, iTunes, buy his record, do whatever you have to because 
His music is amazing. Until next time.